Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Morningstar in beautiful Los Angeles. Well, yes, we are, and I, I just spent the weekend climbing up. I found this structure <laughs> yeah the hidden stairs of calabasas well how'd you, ever, sound... how'd you ever find it well i google mapped it it's not that okay hidden. it's not that hidden but yeah but we it's... need to start taking our words more seriously as a country and if someone tells me something is hidden i don't want to be able to find it or i have to work very hard to get there the relatively obscured stairs of calabasas nah, just go with hidden that's too long-winded but uh so i mean it really was this interesting climb because you're looking up this gorgeous hill and there's there's like hundreds of stairs that you have to walk up wow and i i get up there tired and exhausted oh my panting, goodness taking selfies and i get to the very top uh and there's a gate that says no trespassing good good <laughs> and just behind the gate is an infinity pool <laughs> and a bunch of extremely uh, lavish homes. Well, isn't that an, a strange yet accurate analogy of the late stage corrupt capitalism we find ourselves in now? You work so hard, you climb up the stairs, you do everything right, put your one foot in front of the other and keep on trucking only to be greeted by a do not enter sign. I swear I saw like, just I swear I saw Justin Bieber making a smoothie in a, yeah, bullet, well, a bullet. Justin Bieber needs to have his smoothies. He's Canadian. They need to get their carb game up. Well, that's racist, but No. It's Cana- Canadian. You're going to you're going to start calling people Canadian now, huh? He is Canadian. No, I just I just had this experience this morning where I I told somebody or somebody drove up next to yeah, me. Yeah, you have the weirdest interactions <laughs> with people. I don't know why people just think that you're a sounding board for all their psychotic ideas, but you attract it. You're like a bug light for just insanity. So I, I yeah, I live in historic Filipino town and there's like yes. all these different there's signs celebrating Historic that Historic <laughs> Filipino town. It's beautiful. And this, this, yes. white, this white woman pulled up to me and uh, she said, 
this is historic Filipino town? And I said, yeah, like kind of thumbs up. And sure. Like, yeah, it's historic Filipino town. That's what's up. It's and, written uh, everywhere around here. And she said, and that's good, huh? And you like that. And I said, sure, <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. she said, well, that's racist. And then peeled out down the street. And this is where I can't decide if she's ultra conservative or ultra liberal, which is why we find ourselves stuck in the middle between a bunch of jokers and a bunch of clowns. I could see it going either way. Well, she, I could see her being a huge... Trumper who is upset that even the name Filipino is presented and people are allowing that to be. I could see her being super far left and just the audacity of clarifying anyone by their home of origin or nation of origin is racist. I don't know. All I know is I'm happy I'm not married to this woman. Well, I, I, that was my question. Is she driving like white-knuckled through Los Angeles, through Chinatown and screaming, that's racist? <laughs> that's racist. Little Armenia, that's racist. That's racist. Little Bangladesh, that's racist. That I'm one actually, might actually be a little <laughs> I like it here. This is actually very nice for me and my white sens- sensibilities. I, t- I can't. I did walk oh, in, in New York, though. In New York, you walk up Broadway and there's like around. Every day. Around like maybe 25th Street or something, there's like a little uh, section of... Um, it's Koreatown. Well, no, the, right before you get to Koreatown, there's a place that is colloquially called Little Congo. And I thought, oh. wait, is this racist? But it's like, um, it's a wholesaler. Are kind you of, telling me that you were the white woman this whole I, time? I, no, I never said... Is sa- that what you're telling I me? I never pulled up. I never pulled up to someone on like a, a city bike and being like, that's racist. <laughs> that's racist. Oh my goodness. Well, all right. So what a week. I don't it, know. I might be right. I might be racist you, for living in a little... You know or, what, uh, buddy? Historic Filipino town. We're all, we're all a little racist in ways that we don't even know until a white woman tells <laughs> I us. Got, I'm glad I found, you know what, I'm glad I found out early. <laughs> yeah, it only took you until you were mid early 30s. Early 30s. You're still Thank a you. baby by the LPN family standards. Um, all right. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with uh, this unemployment insurance. Good Lord, folks can't go back to work because all their jabs are shut down. And now the federal government is going to take away perhaps the only thing that is keeping them alive, which is unemployment insurance. No one can seem to decide how much money should be given. Currently, it's 600 bucks, I believe, weekly, correct? It is 600 bucks weekly on top of the state's regular unemployment benefits. And all of that is about to go away. It's all about to expire. So now Democrats and Republicans are trying to figure out how much money do the peasants deserve And as you can imagine, neither of them are particularly correct. Uh, I think what we need what we need to have happen here is a clean bill that just gives people, as Andrew Yang said, give a thousand dollars a month for uh, throughout the rest of the year. Go Yang gang. I'm giving a a grand a month. And that is what's going to have to happen because you got to stop punishing folks for not working when again, their jobs are either closed maybe have reopened but uh, are no longer at full capacity so they're not making as much money or their jobs are just no longer available because the store they worked at is permanently forever in the grave and gone. And you can imagine that's a lot of small businesses after, what are we on, six months of a freaking global pandemic. Well, so the, I mean, the, the universal basic income seems like a a flight of fancy at this point because they are putting, how is that well i the, think it the, seems more reasonable no, than no, ever. just just in the sense that they are putting up such a fight just for the six hundred dollars that is actually meant to be 
relieving people of immense pain and fear in a in the middle of a pandemic. But um, I mean, even uh, you know Trump and Larry Kudlow, they've all called Kudlow. this the sick Kudlow. The pussy hound. Pussy hound. <laughs> it's a pussy. I know Larry Kudlow. I worked with him adjacent at WABC when I was doing the Ben Kissel show. He was doing his radio show, talking economics. Larry Kudlow loves. You know what he loves the most? What's that? Cocaine. He loves cocaine, and he talks about it at nauseum. He talks about the glory days. He was never sober in the Reagan White House because he was also Ronald Reagan's economic advisor. He was not sober for one day. So always remember that these people are the ones who are running the country, the ones who no longer have cartilage in their nose, not because they're cool rock stars, but because they were so high on making money and stealing from the poor. Now his his show is that the uh, the guys we fucked podcast. Is that no. Larry Kudlow's podcast? No, although the, I the, do believe he had sex with both of those wonderful comedians who are friends of mine, and I love that show. And listen <laughs> to the guys I've had intercourse with. Uh, if I did that show, yeah. it would be short. And be, I don't know if anyone would want to listen to it. Well, with you know, if you're the economic advisor to Trump, guys we fucked literally means like um, you know 300 million people in America. Woo! Yes, indeed, that is the case. It's never good when I have my own sex show called Swashbuckling. Uh, that is disgusting, and we're not going to talk about it. So, well, the so unemployment the, insurance it's yeah. currently at 600. It's going away. Oh, it's it's gone. It's as go- of today. Oh, whoa! Like a home run. It, hit. it is gone, and uh, you would think that there would be kind of some kind of stopgap uh, between absolute because you know you have this is the thing you cannot do these we live in such a strange binary world right now where everything is politicized and everything is one extreme or the other you can't just pull the rug out from underneath people there needed to be some kind of intelligent uh, transition back to work yeah. but we're not getting any transition back to work so yes as well, uh, so, Travis is alluding to and like amazingly i would say that the cares act in all for all of the horrible like stealing that happened uh with the ppp the unemployment insurance benefit is actually kind of unmitigatedly good it actually helped a lot of people and it it continued to help a lot of people until just this weekend and of course when it comes to the ppp as travis said none of that money went to the people that it actually was supposed to go to there's more money in the ppp now than there was because the people that took it felt so bad they actually gave some money back so this was the only way to actually put money in people's pockets oh, besides the daddy trump bucks besides that Woo! sweet check you got uh maybe two months after you needed it yay but the the it is the unemployment insurance was the good thing i think that people uh actually got some help it from. was just needed because of the everything that's gone on because our government shut down our entire economy and uh in may uh, the Democrats in in Congress actually proposed the Heroes Act, which was basically an ex- in a, a continuation of the unemployment insurance, among other things. Now, the other things, yeah. were kind of dumb. Like, uh, they, uh, I remember one part of it was bailing out a bunch of lobbyists, and there was a bunch of money for the for the, I believe it was the Kennedy Foundation or the 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 Dems knew that was never going to pass the Senate, and I actually hate that as well and not a lot of people talk about that when it comes to poison pills they're very real and they're putting these bills on purpose they knew it was never going to pass the senate and that just drives me freaking insane because then they're presenting themselves as like we're trying and it's like if you're trying 
make a clean bill, and then we can definitively say, oh, Republicans are just cold, mean-spirited bastards and don't want to give folks cash, as opposed to putting all these other things in there that then give the Republicans um, enough to... Uh, grumble about yeah. that is reasonable, such as why are we worried about the freaking Kennedy Center right now? So and the, then it nullifies the whole thing. So the heroes, which act, is why we continually tread <laughs> uh, and feel as if we're in quicksand. But so the Heroes Act was dead upon arrival. Like it, yes. it was not going to pass whatsoever. Not but at all. It uh, it hoped for a continuation of these benefits to keep people off the streets. A part of the benefits, a part of the CARES Act, is also. Uh, a federal moratorium on evictions, which also just ended this weekend. It's like it's so, all it's all free fall from here, folks. Like for a lot of people, 30, 34 million people, I believe, were on those in un- unemployment insurance benefits, and twelve million people now are, face eviction uh, because of the end of the, the moratorium. We, uh, I was in an Uber today. Oh, interesting. H- humble. Okay, bread. now this sounds like a good story. <laughs> <laughs> it's racist. <laughs> um, my Uber driver, he's from Long Beach, huge Trumper, and he was talking to me about the 10 cities that have popped up here in Cali, very similar to what happened in Minneapolis. Basically, you raise rents so high, people can't afford to live there. Uh, the jobs are not, there's no increase in minim, uh, in the minimum wage. Not that I'm nece- necessarily for that when it comes to small businesses, but I feel like Walmart should easily be paying McDonald's as well. All of these corporations should be paying people at least $15 an hour. My little brother, of course, worked for free for a week at McDonald's, three eight-hour shifts just so McDonald's could tell, could could know if he could pass the, the, the catch-up test that is working at McDonald's. Not that that's an easy job. I actually think it's quite difficult. These corporations can pay. You, you gut the middle class, yeah. and all of a sudden, you have rent that is due. Rent is raising every single month, every single year. Rent, or, rent is never going down. Yeah. Rent is always going up. And you have these tent cities springing up because we've got in the middle class and they have nowhere to go. I was talking with my Uber driver mm-hmm. from Long Beach, and he was saying, well, if Biden gets elected, and he did kind of sound like that, if Biden gets elected, they're going to go everywhere. They're going to spread everywhere. And it is amazing to me the cognitive distancing that you would have to do in order to agree with what's happening at the federal level right now because all of this is happening under trump like this is not if biden gets elected. what are you talking about that's a crazy we are seeing the protests we are seeing the 10 cities this is all happening under trump how do you listen i, buddy, I just don't get how the rationale works there. listen buddy if if biden wins it's gonna be like trump's america all over all again over again and all the videos that trump has played in all of his marketing is like if biden wins this is gonna be america i'm like that's america now <laughs> but uh that is just the world we live in and it is interesting how again because everything has become so binary uh, in a political sense that people you have to do your your brain our brains have been so warped by uh i think social media by this new reality this new influx of so-called information disinformation misinformation that has just totally blinded people to such something that is so obvious, which is you're looking at a tent city, you're looking at protests, you're looking at a economic downfall that this country hasn't seen in a hundred years, and somehow you're blaming it on someone who is not in office, absolutely, or still the Clintons. If I, if Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh mentions the Clintons one more time, they're not in office, and this is Trump's America. So if you want four more years of this then vote for Donald Trump. And if you don't, 
then you got to go with, yes, someone who is extremely uncomfortable when it comes to photo ops, uh, someone who maybe does forget the name of his own wife and calls him, uh, calls her his sister. Sure. But at the very least, it's not Donald Trump. And I've never felt more angry. And I love, I love everyone, but I've never felt more angry than I do right now in the sense that I want to see Trumpers lose. Yes. I just feel like they need to get hit in the nuts and I hated this in 2016, so I don't want to become the enemy. Uh, I don't want to become like the people I don't like. But all of the things were just like liberal tears. Yeah. Everything was like Hillary lost, get over it. Everyone was so much happier over the loss of uh, the, the liberal loss than almost they were with the happiness of Trump's win. And and I don't want, again, I don't want to like, be all like, oh, I can't wait to see these people cry. Right. But they just need to get back to earth because well, their brains are getting rotten. It's. I think it's important for us to be sensitive to the idea that we can't, <laughs> normal Americans can't really show or exhibit that kind of like resentment because it, it is the thing that Trump rides on and it is the thing that Trump voters ride on, the, the feeling of like, we're owning. We're the out. We're also the outsiders, even though this Trump is the in the White House. The idea that resentment is the thing that is going to get them to win. And it's almost like it's like some kind of form of magic, you know, like the, the idea of the anger and the the resentment towards um, people like you or me or anyone who wants Trump out of office. Just rational freaking but, government. But going back to the unemployment insurance. Yes. So just to give you guys an idea. So. The unemployment benefits that people usually get in states to state to state, the median average is somewhere around two hundred fifty dollars. So okay. you quit, you get your you uh you lose your job, you get two hundred fifty dollars a week, and you basically don't survive on that. Now that could work if you're in Oklahoma, or in Oklahoma, by the way. Just I didn't realize they legalized weed until I didn't today. Know that would have made my time in Oklahoma a lot better. It's uh, racist. <laughs> Uh, I worked at a Humphrey Bogart themed seafood restaurant <laughs> yeah, in Bartlesville, I, Oklahoma. I, yeah, you were telling me My that. My apartment was between a cemetery and a Walmart. What is okay? Hold on a second. We'll get we'll get to the important stuff here when it comes to people's man, livelihood. I would have loved to uh, smoke some ganj. And what in was the name of the Humphrey Bogart themed? fish restaurant in the middle of landlocked Oklahoma. Well, what what would you expect a, a restaurant like that to be called? Humphreys? Uh, it was called Outlaws Seafood. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it was. So every, every we know A to B, A, a, a to C. I got it. Humphrey was an outlaw in it, his own oh, it, totally oh, in-law oh, way. Oh, and I loved hearing all the senior <laughs> citizens come in and out, and they'd, they'd say, come over, come over here, come over here. When was this fish caught? Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't know, 2013? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. We're, we're in Oklahoma. We're in the most landlocked state <laughs> to ever exist. Um, but anyway, so going back to the, the unemployment insurance. Well, let's say you work there. You're a waiter, waitress. Boom. That job is gone. You're no longer allowed to tell the people when the fish was caught <laughs> at Outlaw's Seafood Joint. Um, you're screwed. You're getting your 250. All of a sudden, boom. That is now gone. What do you do now? Millions of Americans asking themselves that question today. Well, so, I mean, 250 is just not a livable wage anywhere. I think uh, a week, that's, that's. I mean, many people live on that, but it's it's below poverty wages. You ain't living great. But so what happened here with the uh, with the unemployment insurance was a weird thing, a weird good thing happened is that many people, millions of people, saw uh, for the first time in their life, maybe, that what they were being paid at their jobs 
was shit. This is one of the great ironies. And so now that they have that, you have people that are looking at their lives in different ways. Yes. This 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 pandemic has become a portal for them to see a different reality for themselves. And you have people on. Uh, I've been I've been looking at the. Um, but let's let's stay on this yes. point for a second because I think that that is absolutely a powerful point that people are realizing how poorly they are being paid as soon as their jobs have gone away and the government is forced to help them out as minor or uh, as little as they possibly can. We need a massive restructuring of how people are paid in this country. And that is one of the good, uh, perhaps unintended consequence of this whole pandemic. Yeah. Like if, if we can live in a society and realize, oh shit, when I'm working at the Amazon uh, warehouse, sweating my freaking nuts off, not allowed to take a piss, making eight fifty an hour, um, that's not fair to me. And if this is what it takes for people to stand up and realize uh, that they deserve more, I think that's a good thing. Now we just have to make sure that Jeff Bezos, who made, I believe, $5 billion so far. <laughs> oh, he, uh, just, oh he, makes, he makes about... He, I think he makes two point four, two point five billion dollars like a week or something. At it's this point. insane, yeah. uh, absolutely insane. Uh, hopefully, there can be some pressure put on him and people like him to give some ends to the people also who speaking- are making his products. Actually, uh, who are delivering his products, who are creating yeah. his products, who are making his company actually successful. Hopefully, that can get through to the bizarre bald. Yeah, muscular head. By the way, the I love the. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those Amazon warehouse commercials. Oh, where, they're so. I, they're they're like, smile on the box. Yeah. Can you imagine working <laughs> at the Amazon warehouse and seeing that fucking box smile at you? It is so insulting. I hate the smile on the box. I would start stabbing the boxes. I would be the only warehouse employee to ever shoot up my office and not kill anyone. Just shoot those freaking boxes. Oh, I would, I, I would hack the mainframe of Amazon and have all those robot arms just start oh. eviscerating the facilities. But oh. the, 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 the very Doc, Doc, Doc Octagon yeah, of you. become Doc Ock of Amazon warehouses. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. But uh, the the commercials seem to be like a commercial for how happy the warehouse employees are. It is so, so a woman gross. Is, like a woman has a hard hat on and a mask, and she's like, every morning Jeff makes me drink sanitizer, and they put a thermometer up my ass, and I smile. Um, also, those people are happy because they got a job in a commercial, yes. which is paying them a hell of a lot more than if they were actually workers. I couldn't at the warehouse. I couldn't get a lead on a CW show, but I'm in an Amazon commercial. Yeah. Look at me. Um, Absolutely. Like, that is the ultimate irony. And, you know, that's another great point when it comes to the marketing of these large corporations. Everything that you see on TV, you got to, like, just 
you got to go with the inverse. It's always the opposite. God, no, I wish no, that we could see has, a, Nobody has come out with an expose on how good Amazon is a, as a company to work for. Nobody's person. secretly leaking letters like, like, wow. Okay, here's so here's the scoop. <gasps> I love my job at Amazon. I love <laughs> the, it. The vice president, uh, this was uh, maybe a couple months ago, quit in protest because of how the workers were treated. Of Amazon. Yeah, of Amazon. Yes, he quit. But anyway, um, the, the, you know, the a opposite. A brave hero. A bra- well, yeah, he right. didn't stay and fight. He did quit, but yeah. I also, I, I probably would have quit as well after. You can only be part of that for so long. If yeah, you have now a soul that you anyway. know, at the time I was like, oh, that's cool of him to put Amazon on blast, but also he put it on his own blog and then he disappeared. <laughs> so now that I'm there, <laughs> yeah, he's fine. <laughs> in retrospect, I'm like, that was know. nonsense. It doesn't matter. He just doesn't have to work anymore. But the conservative perspective on the six hundred dollar bonus is this was a mistake. Uh, we didn't actually want you to learn that you were being mistreated as a country of of workers. <gasps> what? And uh, you know, a lot of them are, are are saying like, let's we we well, if the conservatives had it their way, if if Mitch McConnell had it his way, there would be no extension of the unemployment insurance benefits at all. Well, and of course, this is so they can force the hand of businesses to open. All for the political sake of Donald Trump in November. But right now, they're. We are, it's Sunday right now when we're recording. The unemployment insurance benefits have expired. There is no stopgap. There is no continuation of any form. There's a lot of talk and, from uh, everyone. But right now, Republicans are fighting amongst themselves about what they can agree on to to then come to Democrats with. That's how far behind the eight ball when we do, are. Uh, when do the toddlers uh, that run our country go on recess again? I believe they, that's three weeks from now? Uh, I think it's August 8th. So, And then they're gone. Then they're gone until September. So they need to figure this out. Uh, if the Republicans are infighting with each other, I mean, at the very least, they need to come up with a solution. They, they cannot pretend as if their constituents are rich. Yeah. Because that's the irony. The Republican, I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't constantly say Cadillac liberals, limousine liberals, all the left is rich, and then also not acknowledge the fact that the base of the Republican Party is not well off. The power structure of both parties, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is the second wealthiest woman in California. Those mother effers are rich as hell, but the base of the Republican Party is poor as shit. Yeah, I, just, I was just thinking uh, Pelosi just came out today with a new nickname for, for Trump. I can't. What it's, is it? It's pretty sick. I think, Did she get a sick burn on I him? Can't Did really, she slap I'm, I'm back? I'm trying to remember. It starts with, I think it's Mr. Like, Mr. Make Things Sloppy. or It's something like Mr. that. Mr. Makes Things Sloppy? <laughs> yeah, I think, think she's I'm a little not, horned up. It's not that, but it is something. I think it's Mr. Make Things Bad. I, it is something like I that. I can't. It starts with Mr. Like Mr. Too Damn, too damn Sloppy. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Nance. <laughs> I love it. Um, she's slapping back. But so, yeah, now there is a there. The fight is between Republicans right now to think of a way <laughs> that they can then fight with Democrats because the, the there's two different sort of ways of thinking about unemployment insurance when it comes to the conservatives. They can't just do away with it because that would be political suicide because you're essentially Cannot you, do it because you're saying like they want to they want people to fuck off and die, but they cannot say that. Well, I don't know, but I the the. The election is coming around the corner, and if these things don't get hammered out before then, I completely agree with you. I think that is uh, politically very bad for the Republicans, and I would assume that they know that. So we'll just see if they can figure it the, out. The two differing, like, what are we going to do about this? The Republicans want one of two ways to happen, right? So they want seventy percent of your former wages to be uh, 
okay. to be calculated by the unemployment agencies oh, in by your these civil servants. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Want, they want so they don't want $600. They want 70% of what you made at your at, at your job like uh cleaning up the the vomit in the ball pit at Chuck E Cheese. That's why I got fired from the bar that I was bouncing at because I refused <laughs> to clean up a large Texans vomit. Um, and I just couldn't do it. It was four o'clock in the morning. He shouldn't have been served. The bartender served him anyway. So did you just walk away? I just closed up and I was like, I'm not doing this. And then he called me the next day. He said, are you too good to clean up vomit? I said, no, but I didn't want him in the bar in the first place. This is a long winded story well, about I, being a bouncer in New York City. One of the most empowering moments of my life was working at a Starbucks kiosk inside of a Kroger. <laughs> really? I don't think that <laughs> dot, sentence dot, has dot, ever dot, been a precursor dot, to dot, that dot, sentence. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Um, a man comes up and demands a Frappuccino. <laughs> and he, he's being very rude to me. And my manager is also screaming at me. I make the frap i add extra whip i put the caramel on top and then i dump it right on the fucking floor hey. and i walk out and i sit in my uh 2000 chevy cavalier and uh listen to some tunes it was great I, hey man i'm proud of you but then i also felt the crushing realization that i needed that job very badly yeah yeah of course that's always gonna that's always gonna settle in later so my question is 70 percent of what you made before the pandemic. That's one of the Republican plans. Yeah. What if you were in the service industry? These are the people who have lost their jobs. You rely on cash. Uh, tips. You rely on tips. How does a person quantify that? Yeah. Um, so like, how you do would you get like one tenth of one tenth of your, you know, like uh, the the math is becomes like a fraction, right? So they think that we live in a country where, I mean, let's just be honest, our education system is completely collapsed and we're not even getting to, we haven't even begun to fix that at this point. I mean, That's I how just, behind I just described point. 70% as one-tenth. So, I mean, you're completely right. This is why we constantly <laughs> prove points on the show. How would anyone expect to, that complicating this, especially when it comes to the Republican line, uh, and this is in theory what I actually, I do agree with this in theory, Getting rid of red tape. I hate red tape. I hate bureaucracy. It's killing us. It's killing our education system. All this does is add more red tape. It adds more bureaucracy, and it adds more confusion, almost to the point where you get the feeling they don't want people applying well, the for unemployment. The defining feature, I would say, of the stimulus plans, of the CARES Act, is that, yes, we are, we are going to roll out stimulus, but only some people will get it. Now, that's not the intended effect. But that right. is certainly what happened with the PPP, with the stimulus checks, Ugh. and with unemployment insurance. I mean, it took people, all those stories you heard about, 800 calls to get through, to, yes. get, a flat, to get a flat stimulus uh, from an unemployment insurance agency. And now I would assume... Now, if you're doing math... Now these are these are old. Now you're gonna add math. To <laughs> you're gonna that? add math. That's to this? racist. That's racist. <laughs> in a strange way. But honestly, in terms of computers, eh, that, in terms not. of these like old ass computers, it is a little ageist actually. Um, it's ridiculous because these are these antiquated unemployment systems are busted. They can't. You can't run Absolutely. roller coaster tycoon on these computers that they're using no. to dole out these benefits. And so, if you had a hard time getting your flat rate unemployment benefits imagine the hoops and the yes. callbacks and the just getting through the line to get this version of that and if we were living in a world right now where we had a vaccine where dr fauci could throw a perfect pitch and everything was right um he flattened the curve on that one he did i hate the joke i'm actually upset with you i you're fired but now you're rehired um if we lived in a world where everything was on track it would be like, okay, yeah. things are opening. All right. But we have to play with the 
cards that that are, were currently dealt, and it's not looking great. So we have to be very cautious going forward. And in order to do that, if we want to uh, stop with the protests on the streets, if we want to, if we see what's going on in Seattle, we see what's happening in Portland. These things aren't happening for no reason. Yeah. These things are happening because people are broke, because people feel disenfranchised, because people are extremely upset with the fascist state that is growing in our country. We are now seeing a massive uptick when it comes to black gun ownership, which again, I'm actually totally for. I it believe rocks. that the left, if you want to play in the same game, the left should also be armed. I'm a big Second Amendment guy. I don't own a gun. I don't know if I'm quite mentally healthy enough to have one yet. Maybe one day I'm very mm. close to shooting Jerry, the dog I'm taking care of. So that is why I don't have a gun yet. But if you look at what's happening with um, with black gun ownership, this is one of those interesting dualities happening right now because we're seeing a lot of people on the right extremely upset watching people, black people who are armed Almost like we are seeing in the 1960s, we had the Sullivan Act, we had, uh, oh, I forget the name of the act in the 60s here in California that disarmed uh, the Black Panther Party, but we are seeing the NRA is not defending these people one bit, almost as if it's one run by white supremacists and guns are just a facade to cover up white supremacy that they're pushing forward, but we are seeing gun ownership uh, increase dramatically. As a matter of fact, Philip Smith he is the president of the National African American Gun Owners Association, the NAAGOA. Just rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah. It's just that, that just rolls off the tongue. He has seen an increase of roughly 2,000 new members per day. His organization has grown more than 30,000 members this year and has an online following of nearly 90,000. So we're seeing black gun ownership rise at the same time we have Donald Trump preaching law and order, talking all of these things. Meanwhile, everyone is great. Everyone in Michigan who was armed to the, to the gills because they wanted haircuts were amazing. And that is one of the interesting like dualities happening right now where you can look at the exact same thing happening, right? You have uh, black gun ownership and white gun ownership. You have a group of white people with guns and a group of black people with guns. 100% the same thing and 100% different reactions. Yeah. That's when we talk about bias, when we talk about systemic racism, when we talk about these things at the highest level, when we talk about Trump's dog whistling, even though it's a freaking straight up, it's a straight up dog call. There's no whistle. It's like very loud. It's very obvious. The man tweeted a video of a, of a dude uh, saying white power as he was in a golf cart. Okay. Um, but that to me is really one of those indicators that those people that talk about uh, the racial differences in this country are accurate because we're seeing the exact same thing play out with a totally different reaction. And it's weird. It's, it's going to be weird to see those images, though, uh, used against Biden. It's going to be weird. Oh, to see. No, that's, yeah. Bi that's Biden's America. Yeah. These black people are oh, going to exercise the, their Second Amendment rights. Next thing you know, they're going to want to vote. I, th I think the GOP really does like, oh, great. We have a new crop of photos of black men holding guns like that's they that's their bread and butter. They love to be able to just throw that on the screen Scare and, the and, and say, like, them. vote for us if you don't want any of this stuff. Um, but going back to the unemployment insurance, yes. the other sort of alternative to this 70 percent idea, which is probably not going to happen because so many I hope not. So many people in the states are going how the hell do you expect us to pull this off? Honestly, I'm already confused. How the hell do you expect any of this to actually work? But uh, so the other, you imagine calling somebody. Yeah, you're in Arkansas. You have to talk to. And I'm not dissing the people who work at the phone lines. All these people are just working class, suffering just like all of us. You imagine trying to figure this out with that person? No, well they it don't would, have. They don't have the tools. They don't have the ability. 
These so they're like jotting. I imagine they have like little notepads and like okay, uh, Steve Smith gets seventy percent of his uh, two twenty-five that he worked. He works at Choney's. Uh, so let me just, uh, oh, the notepad caught on fire. Oh, look at that. Assuming that the customer tips a, around 13% on average here at the Shoney's Buffet, because, of course, it's a buffet, so the waiter only brings you water. Yeah. So then we actually have to take that down to about 10% when you really start doing the math. And after you get full, of course, you start to get upset that the entire place even exists. So maybe you get about 7% at the end of the day of the tip. Uh, so we're looking at... Uh, Fuck you? I actually, it came to equals fuck you. God forbid you work at Applebee's on Tuesday nights because it's kids eat free night and you know the parents don't tip. So, I mean, what? The kids should tip. The kids should tip. The kids should start freaking working there and doing their dishes. Kids should stop. Honestly, why do kids eat free? I'm actually upset about this now. I think parents, I think veterans should eat free. I agree with that. they've, They've sacrificed themselves. They've put themselves through hell and back. What have kids done? Kids haven't done anything. No. And all they do is consume and they're fat. Okay, great. I think we agree. <laughs> um, but going, so the other alternative is let's take that 600 and let's bump it all the way down to $200. So essentially- you, if, $200 a week. Yeah, in addition to the regular unemployment. And so that would be a f- another flat, like- And the regular unemployment, that's the state That's the state. And that does so this, vary. That varies per state, obviously. Yes. Um, what, what you're finding with the $600 is that in some states, uh, the- the accrued unemployment regular benefits with this uh, unemployment insurance from the CARES Act is, uh, you know, well over what the average wage is there. Yes. Um, but so that is probably what's going to happen. It's going to be a two hundred dollar unemployment insurance benefit, and uh, that is not that is still not enough to take care of people's needs. I mean, honestly, it's it's a uh, it is going to harm so many people. Already, people are you know facing eviction because the federal moratorium on evictions has closed as well. Um, but the, you, this is one fight amongst another because this is phase four of this stimulus plan, and this is the this is like the blockade their experiences. We can't give people too much money. We can't help them too much. That right. is the crux of the argument here. We don't want people to think that they uh, deserve more than they're getting. Well, this is the balancing act of they still need to get something because we still need to buy their vote. We still need to buy their vote. But we can't make them too aware of how busted they truly are. So you look at Louisiana, for example. Uh, Their unemployment rate as of April of this year was 14.5. That has only gone up. That's just one state. And Louisiana, obviously a massive red state. And I hate when uh, Democrats talk down to these states and yeah. just be like, they're they're all poor and they're voting against their own interest and they're all stupid. The culture war is very real. It is what it is. There's a great documentary on uh, on the folks uh, from, uh, what's the name of the area that's extremely poor, extremely rural? West Virginia? West Virginia. Oh, the Appalachian. The Appalachian people. Really interesting. Poor white trash, basically. Yeah. But you look at those states and you have the people in a state like Louisiana. They are so desperate they need so much help, and uh, I don't know. I don't know politically how the Republican Party uh, can really wiggle their way around here and not give them more than two hundred dollars a week if everything is still going to be shut down, which is what it is. That is what's happening. Yeah. That is just the, the way that it is. And I, I, I'm never a person who says, "Hey, you should go on Reddit and read this," because that's usually a bad. 
sign a bad uh, bad idea you know i think as far as social media so twitter is the worst because twitter is just the comment section of the world and no one should read comment sections so i don't know why people read twitter um facebook is second worst I actually no, think Twitter well, is worse than Facebook because I'm not on Facebook. Your brain is dying. Then. You think so? <laughs> yes. You think Facebook is worse than Twitter? Facebook, I, I am absolutely 100 percent. Every sure. brain is dying. By the way, Facebook. <laughs> he's like genuinely upset. Uh, <laughs> That's racist. Facebook is the new stormfront. Like it is a recruitment mm. tool. It is a recruitment tool for hate groups. What is Twitter? Twitter is that is the you can't you can't recruit someone on Twitter, you know like the closed group uh, uh. ecosystem of Facebook allows for so much like amping up and and uh, long form vitriol. Okay, and that that and that I, there is something so about think, the ecosystem so Facebook, of Facebook. Facebook is just worse because they let people write more. In a way, there's also the the open source nature of Twitter uh, allows it to be more democratic and it, i think you're able to get dunked on e- way easier and you're or doxxed you're well the thing you look what's happened with seth green what's happened to seth green he's getting doxxed i just found about this i found out about this yesterday well, uh, that's what happens when you do seven seasons of robot chicken robot chicken it's a chicken that's a robot i have no idea i never saw it but i, I would assume it's great they haven't even done an animal crossing sketch yet I cannot deal with you. <laughs> I'm actually upset with you. Now I am the white woman in the car slowly pumping my brakes to scream at you. Facebook is awful. It should be... All right, it should fine. Be, it, I didn't know that you were... Okay, Facebook is the worst. Also, Twitter is the second worst. I feel like worst. I've talked about this until I'm blue in the face. I mean, they use suggested groups to link you to hate groups. All right. I stand... I will sit corrected. The, it's a rare time where I will thing, admit that. The worst thing that can happen on Twitter is you see Elon Musk say shit like pronouns suck and then his girlfriend grimes will, will reply i know this isn't your heart please call me immediately i can't <laughs> that's the all worst right thing. i don't care i don't want to talk about it okay anymore. okay so uh, the reason i bring up reddit is because there is uh, a subreddit called unemployment and it is fascinating now obviously because yeah. we have so many people hurting unemployed uh and they are burying their souls on on a reddit subreddit is it gonna make me hate the unemployed no i i okay. think this is such an important thing because like i mentioned with the fireworks conspiracy yes. if i was a if i were a real if i if i actually had any guts i would you know go on the street and ask these people hey what the hell are you doing with these fireworks hey what the heck are you guys hey, doing with this fireworks out here i'm trying to get my z's but yeah, yeah that would work out great for you travis <laughs> <laughs> you should totally do that i'm just like shaking my bottle of z quill like <laughs> guys it's Z-Quil time. uh but oh, what is that white man in in our neighborhood that we don't want here who's but, raising the rents for us you might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. 
Sherry University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Ultimately, I would like to know from the unemployed what their experiences are like. I just... I just don't have any friends. And so it really is like, and all my people that I do know are still employed. And thank, that's, we've, we which, have, you know, which is a great hashtag, hashtag blessed, hashtag thank you, hashtag. Um, we just really appreciate being with you during this crazy ass year. But there's a, there was this great, um, I mean, there's a lot of these great posts on the uh, unemployment subreddit. One of them from July 22nd, uh, the title is Be Honest, Who Here Just Enjoys Getting Paid a Livable Wage and Being Able to Enjoy Themselves? Wow. And the, the post reads, I'm 23 years old. I've been working a shitty minimum wage job the past five years to be able to get by and pay rent. I've put up with so much mental abuse from coworkers and customers working customer service jobs and all to bring home barely enough to pay my bills and eat. It's put me in a several year long stretch of depression, but the past four months have been the happiest time of my life. Okay. I am able to feel comfortable with money and do what I want with my time, including studying and researching things that interest me. If the $600 unemployment gets extended, I've made my mind up that I will be going to school as well as learn a trade so I can do something and enjoy something that I enjoy and make a decent living. Hell yeah. All if right. unemployment doesn't get extended, it's back to working for eleven dollars an hour and I'm being and being told that I'm a piece of garbage by customers while I take their orders. Damn. Okay. And that really does Powerful. put it in perspective for yeah, like absolutely. not only just like forty year olds who who lost their jobs the idea of young people. Being in this moment is yeah. so frightening to me. Well, you mentioned young people and 40-year-olds, and then we also have to mention the people who are already on the chopping block because technology moves so fast. The 50-year-old who worked at the post office. Yeah. You know, like you have people who are just falling through the cracks, and I don't even want to say the word cracks anymore. It's mostly a guy. Like The, the you country can, is a chasm <laughs> yeah. into which we are spilling. Like we can, we because we thankfully have a job here at LPN, uh, we, we're like on a board. Yeah. Like the, the crack is all around us. Um, so that's very interesting. We talk about, again, the, the brain drain of this country. And now you have someone who is able to feel like they're getting above, finally being able to stand on their own two feet, Finally getting out of the quicksand, finally getting out of the so-called rat race, um, which is how a lot of these politicians see all of us just as rats. And they're looking at us no more than just, you know, specimens that are to be messed with to see how they react, uh, like some sort of bizarre social science uh, study. But when it comes to this, this person's talking about going back to school yeah. or going to school for the learning first time, learning a trade. Those are what we need in society. And quite frankly, as we're seeing... Don't think I haven't gotten DM'd this a thousand times. Yeah. The burger flipping robot. The burger flipping robot. You think those burger jobs are going to be around? They won't be. Uh, nothing is, none of those things when it I comes to- I went to school to, for flipping burgers. Are you telling me they're not going to be- If you went to available? McDonald's, you you are going to be a manager and I think you're safe. Okay. Maybe. Unless, of course, you went to McDonald's University and you were like the last in your class, which has to have <laughs> happened to many people. Then I don't know. Maybe the robot then has. You get a job at Checkers, maybe. Maybe <laughs> Checkers. Um, um, but, but you know that. But that's that's really fascinating that this person is now. He sees a future for himself as opposed to before. Well, so I, I feel like we don't get a window into this world enough. We often, we too often, and have too often seen throughout the pandemic. 
examples of disaster capitalism where people are using this Woo! using this crisis to enrich themselves unimaginably money money but money the thing we don't see is this sort of opposite silver lining of something like an unemployment insurance benefit or like essentially what is a UBI yes um you have somebody who's been given a moment to pause and to change the course of their life yeah. ultimate freedom you know what do we I mean, we can get really high-minded about this. What is what? What purpose does alcohol or drugs or sex like? It's all just a. It's all just a thing to sort of say to this flow of time that is ever crashing against us. Like, no, I want to like be happy in a moment. Right. And this has been afforded to somebody and many people apparently with this benefit that is now gone. Right. Um, and of course, you know, like alcohol, like drugs. I don't know about sex, um, but too much can be a bad thing. Uh, and so, of too, course, we also need to make sure that these well, people... Well, just look at Jeff Bezos. Too much money oh. Too much money has really left that guy... Uh, his soul is I feel destroyed. Bad. I feel bad for him. I can't believe how he has to sleep on all that money every night. <laughs> um, but this person... I, one of the big thing, One of the big philosophies against something like a UBI is that it's going to create a lazy population that just feeds off of the government and everything is just given to you and you're going to get fat and slovenly. And again, look at our country right now. Like that is, we are overweight, we are uh, overstressed, we are uh, underpaid, and that is all happening now. So I think what we're seeing, and this is just this one Reddit post, but I think this Oh, this is a uh, this, theme. This is a theme. I would say. Yeah, and it, and it counter it, it contradicts contradicts that whole notion that this yeah. is just going to lead to a population of gerbils sucking out of the uh, the the water, uh, you know, whatever canister for free and doing nothing and lacking motivation. In reality, it seems as if people are getting motivated to live the life that they want to live to be better people. Well, it really is like taking your fucking stress beer goggles off, and because right. you're like, oh, right. This is all. This is all kind of make believe. Yes. This the whole framework that I live in is was decided by somebody else, and now that we're hitting pause and being able to look around in, in every direction, you can see like, oh wait, I have freedom. I I'm I'm being afforded freedom in a moment that maybe it was given to me by accident. Right. But I do want to take advantage of the freedom that I. And now the the conservative uh, ideology is like you can't be too free. We don't want you too free. We don't want you seeing uh, the possibilities too far and wide. Well, I, mean, I mean, I almost feel like they. I I think of um. I well, I think like that Brad Dourif in Blade, like the way ooh, that they the way they talk yeah, about the way they think about the motives of humans as like cows grazing on a field. Like that, we people have, people have spirits, and people right. want to actually go out and do stuff and, and 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 improve their own lives. They're not grazing on your fucking fast food and want. They don't want to go back and to their nine dollar an hour job. Some people will do that, and uh, that's just always going to be the way it is. But then I think we have to look at the greater good in people, and I think that that's right. I mean, I, people want a reason to live. And for a long time, we have been saying, oh, the reason to live is identity. And for a long time, people's identity has been tied to their jobs. And I understand my identity is extreme. I was talking to my therapist and he asked me a question, which I thought was ludicrous. He asked me if I did anything outside of doing <laughs> my job. And the answer is... Don't you dare ask me that no, question. <laughs> I don't know. My identity is extremely tied uh, to being a podcaster, you know, to, to all the things that I do. But your identity is not checkers. The burger joint. Absolutely. Your identity not. is not that is so that idea 
is actually being um, being suffocated by these horrible menial jobs that again are just being automated and you will get fired you could work for a place for 17 fucking years and as soon as dr robot comes in you are fired on a tuesday you show up for work or on a friday because it uh, it lowers the idea or it lowers office shootings they will fire your ass in a second that is not identity no and so now this person can go out i don't know what kind of trade he wants to do i don't care if it's freaking taxidermy or building water slides but at least he can then feel liberated by doing something he loves and society as a whole will be better off for it i'm just thinking the end of bug's life when everyone goes i never saw bug's life i'm not saw- a pedophile no i'm not gonna want no oh, Ant, oh, you Ant, know what i did dance is the pedophile one. Oh, um oh i like dance Ants is the pedophile one why is that the pedophile one because woody allen is the voice of the main ant i don't see i don't see woody allen bug's life is uh is woody allen the ant <laughs> woody allen is the ant well, either way, and, uh, I did Harvey like Weinstein the, is the um, is he the well he plays the uh, the the the, pedo- wa- the pedophile butterfly. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can never trust a butterfly. They're full of deception, starting off at a cat- as a caterpillar, and the next thing you know, you get married and it turns into a butterfly. We've seen the story a thousand oh, yeah, times. Absolutely, I did do something, and this is a bit off topic, um, and I don't know if this is right or not. I bought because I just got internet yesterday. Wow. I know. I don't, You've hum- been here for almost a month. <laughs> yeah. And I took an Uber. Humble brags all around today. Um, I did buy the SpongeBob video game. I have not played the SpongeBob video game yet. I did watch the preview. It looked pretty fun. And uh, I did feel, I don't know, if I ever have a, if I, if I, if I ever have a date what do and I- a girl comes over and she sees that I have the SpongeBob video game, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she's going to go through my phone. What are you talking about? I bought the SpongeBob video like, game. Like, there's a cartridge of a video game? In no, your... you buy it online. Okay, Am so I you... actually hip here? No, no. I'm you just buy what... it, you download it. I'm, I'm just imagining you with like an old... <laughs> like... No. It's an, it's, I have a PlayStation 4, and I will be getting the 5. So this is on PlayStation 4? Yes. So you're playing a SpongeBob game? I haven't played an, it yet. It hasn't a... finished downloading. It now, just finished. Just to paint, are you still in an unfurnished house with a pool? It's furnished. It's getting furnished. It's furnishing. It's furnishing itself. And so you're sitting in your semi-furnished home yeah. in the dark at some points. Apparently, at some points, according yeah. to your according to your Instagram, uh, <laughs> yeah. playing the sponge. You're, you're, I haven't played it yet. I'm just saying, is that an indictment of who I am as a person? I don't know. I would. I play my Madden. I play my basketball. I just, I wanted to play something like that, and I haven't played it yet, but I just, anyway. I don't know if it's okay for a 38, nine-year-old single man to have the SpongeBob video game, but I have it. You know what? If you want to feel better, this is not, this isn't mean to say. Like, if you want to feel better about <laughs> your say. Sounds like it's going to be mean, Travis. <laughs> watch this, watch this Netflix documentary called Life 2.0. What is that? It is about um, adult users of the video game Second Life. Oh, I can't. That's sad. Watch that. And, That's sad. And prepare to feel better about yourself. Well, again, we shouldn't need to escape through a video game portal to find our second life. Also, if you want to You feel, can be reborn like the butterfly. Also, if you want to feel better about yourself, watch My Feet Are Killing Me on TLC. Because those feet... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> those feet cannot be worse than anything that you've got on your body. I mean, you, you, you're, you need to start drinking again. Anything on your body again. is way better than those feet. I never, regu- I never recommend this, but you need to start drinking immediately you oh, cannot watch my feet are too big i know anyway now we have gone so far off track i don't know if we're ever gonna get back uh wait wow we're back okay here, here. all right so that is really the biggest 
uh, sort of overarching story of the week. Obviously, we still have what's going on on the streets. We have the people getting disappeared all over this country. We have the Trump goons. Can I I just say? Of course. So, I mean, ultimately about the unemployment insurance. Yes. They are under the gun right now to figure out how to help Americans who are suffering right now. But the thing is, it does not look like we have a lot of... uh, we should not have a lot of faith in what's about to happen because what? they you don't want you not a lot of faith the democrats <laughs> have have you know they pushed the heroes act if you name anything the heroes I'm just act done with these just get the damn i don't call it dookie bill i don't care just get it done i the, the amount of time they spend on getting the acronym right is more than they spend on the bill itself uh, but so to be my grumpy old man get off my lawn ben kissel moment ultimately they're going to pass a bill the day before they go on recess and it's going to be dog shit and it's going to i imagine they're going to go i imagine just just to like just to appease the most conservative people in the party they're going to make it like 175 and just and and also never forget the irony they're going to demand you get back to work right before they go on recess yes they're going on recess which by the way made sense back in the 1700 1800s when people had to take like a horse and buggy to washington Air travel has really changed things. Yes, that's I true. don't know if we need the month-long recess. Pretty sure we don't, although maybe they can't do any harm when they're outside barbecuing, although they can't do any good either. But anyway, that's don't don't have optimism. Well, don't, well, not don't have optimism. I mean, but just be aware that this is happening. Do not this is not a reliable source of income. Uh, I don't understand how we can't get this extended through the rest of the year. It being that we're for whatever, whether you believe the pandemic is a liberal uh, total lie in order to tank the economy so Donald Trump loses, whether you believe it's the most dangerous thing that's ever happened to man, wh- whatever your thoughts are, it doesn't matter because the reality is people are not going back to work. People are busted. People are broke and they need help. That's just the truth. I will say if the unemployment insurance is then like extended to not January of next if if it's just extended to January of next year and Trump wins, we will not see those benefits in the following months because yeah. that's not a part of his You know, I He had, just wants to keep people alive to vote. I have had one of those weeks where you could every week I'm just like on a roller coaster. Last week I was like, nah, I think Biden's probably going to win. And this week Again, humble brag, my Uber drivers have been pretty conservative this week, <laughs> and I think that has a massive impact on my overall psyche when I'm like, I don't know. Well, so if um, I'm reading this correctly, so the people that you talk to are- Uber drivers. Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> yeah. Me. Don't, yes. Uh, Marcus. Marcus. SpongeBob SquarePants. I, I haven't played the game yet, but I will be, yes. And all of your conservative Uber drivers. <laughs> yes. And that's where and I this get, is the brain that comes out of all that. This is technically the most accurate depiction of America. <laughs> that is how I do it. Um, all right. Well, anyway, so we will keep you updated on all of that uh, again, hopefully, before the toddlers go on recess in Washington. They can come up with a bill. I would compromise at 400. Just say 400 a week. Is that, it, doesn't that seem like the most? Just do four hundred. If you okay, you guys hate poor people. Just bump it down two hundred dollars, so it feels like you took money away from somebody. Sure. That's what they want. They want. So you they can feel, feel like that they took, they took that money back. You're really limiting the government as we continue to give billions upon billions to our military industrial complex, and of course, uh, billions upon billions in tax breaks to these people like Jeff Bezos, who let's just say 
doesn't necessarily need it. Um, so anyway, uh, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening this week. And you know, things are going to be, we're going to get through it. We will get through it. Not to be negative also, uh, nuisances over here. We will get through it. It just is what it is in American politics right now. You know, those, those protests are still going on. Yes, uh, they are. Uh, as we might've mentioned, those are now what considered, Riots, one hundred percent, all the time. Riots, uh, according to the according to authorities, now yeah. those are, are riots. And you know the thing about the the classification of riot, which I find really funny. Just as a side note to all this conversation, the Seattle protests turned into a quote unquote riot when they um, when the protesters started burning the materials that the city was going to use to build a child prison. <laughs> well, is it a daycare? Is that it, what you're referring to? It was to? a youth detention center that they were like, no, we're not going to allow you to build a prison for kids. Right. Well, hopefully... And so now they're like, well, this do is need right. ha- There is some people... Yeah. Children do need some help. I don't know if a detention center is what's going to get people, uh, especially the formative minds of a child. I don't know if that's the way Z- to go. So. Uh, a zoot suit riot sounds scary. Zoot than that. suit riot is horrifying. If you saw some guys in zoot suits on on the streets. That's when I would be like, let's get the let's get the the stormtroopers in here. I mean, I understand you can't go burning down a bunch of buildings and stuff. It was the ma- it was the building materials building materials of a children's prison. But again, let's look at the motivation for why is that happening? We live in a country that has a mass amount of over incarceration, and the last thing we need to be doing is locking up children who are maybe troubled, they need help, we need to find, we need education, not imprisonment. But that is something we talk about all the time here on the show. Um, all right, everyone, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hope you're doing as well as you can be, uh, hanging out, hopefully you got a dog or two, maybe a cat, maybe you got a family member that you can love, or make love to, if it's your spouse, or whatever. I don't know, I'm not gonna get into the rules. Make love to your spouse. Does yeah. that say, can I just say that? Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We will talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.